Welcome to Dig In, the podcast brought to you by Dig Insights. Every week, we interview founders, marketers, and researchers from innovative brands to learn how they're approaching their role and their category in a clever way. Hi, welcome back to Dig In. Uh, today, we're talking to Luke Jacoby from Benzinga. Uh, during his tenure at Benzinga, Luke has built products, managed operations, and currently leads B2B partnerships. His contributions have led to wider distribution of Benzinga content and changed the way investors consume financial information. Throughout the past six years, Luke has helped produce content that has been consumed by more than 10 million people. Good morning, Luke. Thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ian. And so the the big reason we're talking to you today is the Future of Crypto conference that's coming up in New York, December 7th, I believe. Um, can you give us a little bit of background on that? Yes. Well-timed. It's been a wild couple weeks in crypto. Uh, you know, we're, there, there's a couple things going on. One is we're in the midst of what what is dubbed as the crypto winter, right? A prolonged bear market for, for the crypto world. And so when this event was coming together and we were thinking about what do we want to do, what does Benzinga want to do for its investor community in the second half of the year, we said, hey, let's plant our flag in the ground for this asset class now. It's an asset class that we believe is here to stay. We have millions and millions of readers who care about this asset class, are invested in it. And so we said, hey, even though we're in this bear market, let's bring the community together and get some answers as to what's coming next. Uh, Over the past couple weeks, we saw the blow up of one of the largest crypto companies in the world, FTX. And so the event is is pretty quickly morphing into becoming the meeting place where the industry is going to come together and say, Here's where we go next. It's the first time that the whole industry is gathering post FTX. And so we're basically going to map out, here's how we restore consumer trust. Here's how we get proper information out to consumers, et cetera. Yeah. So for those people who, who are not aware of, of FTX, <laughs> and it, as you said, it's sort of a seismic impact that it's having on the total market. Um, you know, the, the entire crypto market, um, you know, there, there's, of course, also been a lot of talk within the last, you know, really the last year about the correlation between crypto and the broader broader market anyways, specifically that the NASDAQ. But if we look at the impact specifically of this FTX scandal, obviously, it's had some impact on pricing across a lot of crypto, the biggest crypto, of course, still being Bitcoin. But uh, can you give us like a, a 10,000 foot description of sort of what happened with uh with sbf and crypto uh, sorry and ftx absolutely so so ftx is one of the largest centralized exchanges so it's one of these meeting places where users can go and say hey rather than me figuring out how to get bitcoin myself i want you the exchange to go out find that bitcoin for me here's some cash give me the bitcoin in exchange um and and so it was one of the largest exchanges uh, users had assets, they thought, on that exchange. A lot of those assets have been used to fund business operations, have been used for other investments that the business itself was making. So not the client investments, but but investments mm-hmm. the business was making. Uh, all of a sudden, we get a run on the bank. And so a lot of those assets that consumers want to pull out, they're not able to get out because that money had been used elsewhere. Um Given that this was one of the largest crypto exchanges, and it was 
probably the most widely used institutional crypto exchange. It causes ripples throughout the industry of everybody saying, whoa, we thought this was one of the good players. We thought this was a place where we were safe. Turns out we aren't. Who can we trust? And it's been such a big scandal because it pulled in a lot of celebrities too, like uh, Tom Brady and his and his soon-to-be ex-wife and even Larry David. I mean, this has gotten a huge amount of exposure. Uh, and also, you know, all of these these conspiracy theories around the Democratic Party, although we do, in fact, know that, 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 that he was a large contributor to the Democrat Party. Um, you know, the details are, are murky around you know, this, this sister company that he had, this Alameda research, uh, I think I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and what that company was doing. So obviously all of this has had a big impact on everyone, everyone who's looking at crypto. In fact, we ran a survey, uh, we're still running a survey. I'll just share my screen with you right now, Luke. Um, among a thousand Americans, gen pop and, uh, we asked the question, you know, have you heard, seen, or read any recent news about FTX and uh, and SBF, the Sam Bankman Freed uh, oh, guy? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and uh, almost forty percent of people have. I mean, that is really high awareness for a story that's, I guess, just a, like a little over a week old. Is that about right? Is that kind of what it is? Yeah, had? an yeah. story. Okay, so so forty percent of what what was who are you serving? Is it North Americans or it was just uh, U.S. citizens, a thousand Gen Pop people, uh, and okay. so far we have seven hundred and thirty-one people. We just launched the survey this morning. Seven hundred and thirty-one people out of a thousand. So by the time this podcast airs, it'll be uh, complete, and we'll have it on our public dashboard for anybody to look at. But almost forty so percent of yeah, Americans, forty yeah. percent of all Americans. That's crazy. Yeah, and that's a yeah. big story. Yeah, and and you know, we asked them, "How would you explain the story to someone who hasn't heard about it?" Um, and there's a lot of confusion. You know, some people kind of have it have it right, and and other people are not really sure. But you know, descriptions like a major financial exchange that has collapsed due to fraud and abuse of, by its top management, founder and CEO lost all his money and stepped down as CEO of the crypto company. So they they generally get it. They know that you know something something untoward happened here. And it caused the entire exchange to tank. Um, so people are definitely getting it. I like that uh, one. He robbed people and now he's broke. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's you know, succinct. That's pretty succinct. To the point. Yeah. Uh, and then we, but we asked, you know, we asked people who had her, you know, either they'd read about it or they weren't necessarily sure. So the only people we expo- ex- uh, excluded from this question was the people who said, no, I haven't heard anything. And we said, has the FTX scandal changed your impression of the cryptocurrency market? And, uh, and, and, you know, 48% of people have said yes for the worse, unfortunately. So definitely something that is going to have to be addressed by the remaining exchanges. Um, and well, well, that's why we're doing this event. And that's what this event on December 7th in New York City is turning into. Um, You know, we can feel anecdotally, now we know it, you know, uh, quantitatively without a doubt, given the, the research that you did, but anecdotally, we could feel that there's a big violation of trust that's happened. We need to come together as an industry, as consumers, as the businesses, as the media firms, and figure out where do we go from here? What do we need to do differently to restore that consumer trust? 
I mean, 60% of people saying that this negatively impacts their impression of the crypto market. And that hurts 50%. It, it's yeah. painful. Yeah. Uh, you know, of the 40%, you know, based generally who, who've heard. Uh, but, you know, some broader questions before we even got to the Sam Bankman Freed and, and, uh, and S, uh, FTX questions. Um, you know, we, we asked people just how familiar they are with crypto. Um, you know, 21% of people know something about it. 13% of, or 14% of people think they're fairly knowledgeable and, and 6% of people say they know more than the average. So there's still a relatively low level of people who really feel like they know a lot about crypto. But the, you know, the overall percentage of people who said, when we asked again, this is Gen Pop of, you know, almost 800 people, mm-hmm. how likely are you to buy any cryptocurrencies in the, in the next 12 months? We're looking at almost, almost 30% of people saying they definitely will or probably will. So even though there's obviously some concern uh, from the FTX fallout, you're still looking at 30% of Gen Pop s- saying, yeah, I, I probably will. And, and then another full 25% say they may or may not. So these people who are sitting on the fence are the, exactly the type of people that your conference, you know, what comes out of your conference and how that, how that messaging uh, impacts the broader market or the broader communications that are being made could have a, could make a, a big difference because we're talking about a, a quarter of the population saying they may or may not, and they have not necessarily made that's a choice. Huge. And what hands. I love too is only, sorry, go ahead, Eric. I was going to say one thing I think that speaks a lot of volumes on like the resiliency of the cryptocurrency market currently is if we look at question 12, roughly, uh, you know, 43% of people have been denied um, access, you know, for, to an exchange, whether it's with withdrawals or depositing or trading activity. And we still have the sentiment we do, right? Which I think shows kind of the resilience of the crypto market so far um, that, you know, even, you know, if you go to your bank right now and you try to deposit or take something and they refused you, you'd probably be pretty angry about it. Yeah. But the crypto space is still able to overcome that, which I think is, you know, speaks volume to the fact that people are really interested in the technology currently. And, and who are, so some of the people that are going to be at the conference, um, Kevin O'Leary, uh, Anthony Scaramucci, um, and both of those folks are interesting because they have some sort of personal connection to the FTX story. They're on right. stage together. The, it's how we're kicking off the day. Uh, Kevin O'Leary is an equity investor and held assets at FTX. So we're going to see his perspective and where he's coming from. Then Anthony Scaramucci sold about a third of his company to FTX let's call it six months ago. And so now he's got to figure out how does that get unraveled during the bankruptcy process, et cetera. Right. So two and people with, you know, big dollars at stake, highly mm-hmm. tied into this story, highly influential. And and another part of that that I think makes it all much more complicated, wasn't FTX, they're incorporated in the Bahamas, right? So isn't there, there's issues around if U.S. bankruptcy is recognized in the Bahamas, I mean... It's going to be and 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 here's my big question, and I don't know if anybody has an answer for it. I've got two very knowledgeable people about crypto on the phone: uh, Luke, uh, obviously from Benzinga, and then Eric Ferrara, who's our our resident uh, crypto expert here at Dig. Um, where did all this money go? Like, it feels like it's just like lost in the cloud somewhere. Am I am I missing something obvious? Like, there was billions of dollars there, and I know obviously that he made some errors in some some big bets that went wrong. Um, but doesn't it feel like there's still like billions unaccounted for? Does, does anybody know where this money is? Uh, I mean, 
mean, I think the key is it didn't it didn't exist to begin with. Like a lot of it was coming from backed by this FTT coin, right? Which was propping up a lot of the value of it. And it turned out it just didn't have value, right? So if all of a sudden someone said, hey, Bitcoin right now actually is worth $50, you know, there'd be obviously a lot of money just disappearing from the market. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing here a little bit. Um, there is some money that does exist and that stuff is where hopefully... Uh, Hopefully that uh, Enron lawyer can can deal with that. But <laughs> I think that's where a lot of the money has been going. I don't know about you, Luke. Yeah, I think that's definitely part of it is, you know, a lot of it existed arbitrarily in that we said it had value. Thus, there's value on some asset. Um, there, there's a lot of illiquid assets as well. Hmm. Um you know, they, they bought FTX, bought a lot of private companies. They got on the cap table for a lot of private companies. Um, you know, they bought naming rights to a big major sports arena in Florida. Um, you know, a lot of those assets exist. But if they're having a run on the bank and customers need assets today or tomorrow, you can't unwind a billion dollar business that you bought in a day. You know, you need right. six months in order to unload that and then take a $100 million discount on it and then have $900 million available for customers. Right. Well, and let's I not mean, forget, too, what I think is one of the craziest parts of this story is that after, as everything was going down, $600 million just vanished in a hack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a that's, huge chunk of change, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we, we, you know, we, we asked another question in the survey. Um, again, it, this was only asked of people in this case of people who'd actually, uh, you know, um, ever, ever, uh, ever used an exchange, but cryptocurrencies are traded on exchanges. Which of the following exchanges have you ever heard of? Uh, the biggest is Coinbase in terms of awareness, followed by crypto.com, then Robinhood, then Binance, then FTX. So FTX was definitely a massive exchange, but there's, there's other exchanges that had at least broader awareness and, and in many, and, and at least from a reported point of view, you know, crypt uh, Coinbase had more people said that they'd ever used it. Um, has it shaken the confidence in any of these other, uh, any of these other exchanges? Do you think? I, I would say yes. And the combination of this question, plus that hack that I just mentioned that happened on FTX are a couple of the key questions that we're going to be trying to answer at this event, right? right. We, we want to come together and figure out, okay, what do consumers need to hear in order to trust that their money is safe somewhere? What, what right. do we need to do as the industry for consumers to say, okay, I'm going to give you $100 and I feel really good about the fact that I can get $100 back whenever I want at any point in the future. Um, and, and let's start pointing consumers towards those good actors as well. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the last thing is we, we asked a whole bunch of agreement statements. We said, how much do you agree or disagree with each of the following statements? Uh, cryptocurrencies need to be more regulated. Cryptocurrency exchanges need to be more regulated. All the way down to, do you agree with the statement? Eventually, only Bitcoin will be left. And, and I, you know, we sorted, we're sorting those answers from uh, largest to smallest here. And uh, I think it's really interesting to see that the two most agreed to statements were cryptocurrencies need to be more regulated and cryptocurrency exchanges need to be more regulated. 66% of people somewhat are completely agreed with the the statement cryptocurrencies need to be more regulated. 
Now, we didn't do this pre the FTX scandal, but I have to feel like um, this this desire for more regulation has to have been impacted significantly by FTX because I think before one of the one of the biggest attraction attractive points to Bitcoin was it's somewhat it's 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 less regulated um, position. Do, do you think that's true, Luke? Yeah, that that was definitely a uh, that that was definitely a drawing point. Is that hey, you don't have government institutions interfering. I think that our like the industry's uh, mood or opinion on this topic has changed, and that is still a big advantage. Is that you don't have central banks banks that are inflating or deflating or manipulating the value of the currency. So so we still have that. That that's a positive. But again, as consumers, we need to be able to trust these businesses. Um, right. And and so I I think that that the direction that we're headed, and again I. We'll, we'll talk about this at that December 7th event and, and where we want to go. But I think that, you know, we, we want to have the level of regulation that can give consumers trust that, again, I give you $100, I can get $100 back, but not the level of, re- of regulation that's impacting asset prices, who I can transact with, et cetera. Well, it's definitely going to be an exciting conference. I think there's a lot to talk about. And a, and a lot of people are going to have a lot of very strong opinions about what happens next. Uh, what's the talk that you're most excited about there, Luke? Uh, Kevin O'Leary and Anthony Scaramucci. That's yeah, going to be a good one. I've seen Kevin talk before, and he never seems to he never minces his words. He exactly. comes right out with his opinion, and I think that's going to be really interesting to see. So I think it's going to be a really exciting conference. If people want to check out more about the conference, what should they Google online to find it? So just search uh, Benzinga Futura Crypto. Just type that into your bar and you'll get it. Fantastic. Any any final thoughts or anything you want to leave us with uh, today, Luke, before, before we uh, sign I'll, off here? I'll say this. My email address is just Luke at Benzinga.com, L-U-K-E at Benzinga.com. We'd love to talk markets, as, as do all of us uh, market junkies over here at Benzinga. So if you have any thoughts or opinions, feel free to shoot me a note. Questions about the conference, shoot me a note, and let's keep the conversation going. Fantastic. Thanks so much for your time today. Really looking forward to the conference. Absolutely. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for tuning in this week. Find us on LinkedIn at Dig Insights. And don't forget to hit subscribe for a weekly dose of fresh content.